contemplative, 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 contemplative podcast. Hi, you're listening to the Contemplative Podcast with me, Matt Emery. In this episode, I chat to the gifted pianist and composer Nico Cassell. We chat about his debut album Alone, dream collaborations, current favourite albums, writing for the Oscar-winning short film The Stutterer, and much more. You can hear music along the way with pieces from his new album, such as Ready to Talk, I'm Not Angry Yet, Still Alone, and also his piece Ellie, taken from the soundtrack from The Stutterer. But we start off with the fifth track from his album titled OK, I'm Lost. start off with your debut album if that's okay and it's out April 5th yes can you tell us a bit more about the album where it was written and recorded and maybe some of your inspirations behind it yeah sure uh, okay mm. uh, I did it a couple of years ago when I was living in London and I was going through a bit of a difficult moment for different reasons yeah and after years doing soundtracks, after years doing music for films and theatre and TV, I was quite used to the music for other, other people's stories. And at that moment, I, part of me wanted to work on a personal project for the first time. But the other part of me didn't, didn't know how to. And after months and months looking for inspiration, one day I was like, oh, wait, hang on, hang on a minute. I'm not in a good moment right now, so what if I, what if I try to compose a soundtrack of myself? So that that was a bit of the the starting point. So that day in my room in East London, I I decided to make some notes, and those notes ended up being the titles of of the tracks, and I improvised most of the album that that day in my room. Wow, bit of bit of a as a therapy, I don't know. Just getting it out there. Yes, yeah. in a way, it's like, okay, how 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 do I feel today, or how how would I improvise if I'm getting angry for whatever, or or if there are things that I'm I'm not be able to express. So I try to improvise. So I did everything that day, and I put some MIDI cellos. Yeah. I used a really bad mic that I had <laughs> on my out of tune piano so it was like one of you know very very experimental in a way because for me it was the first time in my life that I was composing music for myself yeah and I was 30 31 32 so 
but it took me it took me a while to to be able to compose music for for myself and i did that without even thinking about releasing it or sharing it to anyone it was more like a like a yeah like a therapy yeah. day it was on a sunday actually sunday the 8th of january <clears throat> And then six months later, I started to work with my current manager. So one of the first things he said was like, send me all your music. Obviously, send me all your feature films or yeah, the music, all the music you have done just to, to get to know you better. Yeah. And I sent him everything and I included those seven tracks. Like, oh, by the way, one day I improvised. Six months ago, I did that. And he went through everything and he got back to me saying, let's focus on those seven because... Which must have felt good. Yeah, I, but I was like, oh, really? So, <laughs> so I listened to them again after six months, and I was like, oh, oh, interesting. I didn't like some parts. I quite liked other parts. But was he the one telling me, like, no, 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 let's really record this. Just and let's see what, what happened. Cool. And two years later, I'm about to release those seven tracks. So wow. in, in a way, it's like, fuck, I'm... You know, I'm, I'm very happy. And when I re-recorded everything, like eight, nine months later, or after that day where I improvised those seven tracks, I wanted to keep ev everything from that day. Yeah. So it took me a while to, to get the scores because it was an improvisation and I made some, you know, lots of mistakes and everything. But I didn't want to change many things so in yeah, a way I was going to ask how much did, did the uh, did, so the improvisations actually stayed quite is, yeah, is, pretty is there amazing and there are some notes written now on the scores that there were mistakes that day and obviously when I re-recorded everything I was in, in the same position I felt quite different yeah but in a way I, I sort of liked to keep that essence of, the, of that day or how was how was Nico that day done even if I, if I don't agree now or if even if I'm like oh my god shut up now but I was like okay let's 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 kept it and yeah can't really believe that I'm I'm, I'm about to release that <laughs> so yeah so we're we're feeling but pretty yeah very very happy cool awesome and I know um from uh, reading a tiny bit online you'd uh, like you said you'd put the midi cello on there and then you'd you'd put some synths and I and um, I'm assuming that some of those original yeah. parts that you put on there, like the synths and that, actually also made it onto the final recordings. Yeah, and it was the first time I was using synths by myself. So the synths on the album are very subtle because I didn't really know how to, you know, how to do do that in a di different way, and I didn't want to do that in a different way. I mean, and I also you you also want to keep as much of capturing what you were feeling and exactly. if, if it's got that in it yep. I think you know I've, I've come across lots of especially <clears> other people saying as well like sometimes they'll never they'll record a demo on their iPhone and they'll never be able to recapture that yeah, as exactly. good as yeah. you could have all the best mics and yeah. studio in the world but you'll never have that current <coughs> you know feeling and yeah exactly and I tried to be honest that that day so I used what I had in my room and I don't know thanks God I had a, a really old organ broken organ that I paid 15 pounds to a <laughs> friend of mine and that organ yeah with that mic I tried a few things and it was so noisy 
with with the van like yeah. that it was almost impossible to record anything but that that sound is is on the album yeah i put it through lots of reverb and lots of stuff <laughs> yeah. just to, to soften it a little to, to get rid of the van but yeah i all the scenes and that organ weird sound is is there great so i recorded the piano i recorded the obviously the the, the cello but then the scenes at the organ are exactly it's the same so in a way it feels feels right to keep everything and it's been two years now yeah but when i play it i it's quite easy for me to go back to, to that moment So from PJ oh. Harvey to John Hopkins, <laughs> oh, um, are there any particular albums that you've enjoyed, old or new, over the last year or two that you found inspiring? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I One of the albums that got me for the last year, I think, is from a, a Spanish act called... Um, Rosalia, and she she mixes flamenco and and electronic music in a, in an amazing way. So I cool. it, it got released a few months ago. So I, I've been listening to that, which is quite different from what I usually listen. So it's great. Just to, I I always try to to not to listen to piano music all day every day. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. that's why that's why I love. Uh, Apparat. I was. I've been listening to the latest album for the last couple of days. Apparat or Moderat or yeah. the latest John Hopkins album. Which something is amazing. That I, I really enjoyed. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's a bit of a mix of this Rosalia stuff with flamenco and electronic and John Hopkins. Obviously, the latest Niels Frams album was amazing. Yeah. But that was last year, I think. And Big Red Machine. I've been listening to. I've been listening to that. I love Bon Iver and what else? I think that's yeah. I think cool. that's it. And I've got I've got quite a hard question to answer now. But if you could do a collaboration with any artist at all, sort Oof. of living, is there is there anyone that sticks out in your mind? If you could do one track with anyone, oh my god, I'll do a track with all of them. <laughs> yeah, hey. yeah, massive collaboration massive. with there. Uh... <laughs> of course. You know, 
probably John Hopkins would be one of one of, one of the names that comes to my mind first. Yeah. Sasha Reen, the guy doing uh, uh, yeah, upper at moderate. Yeah, that's someone. Yeah, Johnny Greenwood. I don't know. There's too 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 many right now. I mean, that would make an amazing band. Oh, yeah. Johnny Greenwood, <laughs> John Hopkins, upper art, and yourself. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be sure. a hit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so let's talk about live the live um, stuff is this uh, do you enjoy the live part performing as much as you do sort of recording and composing and yeah yes I do and uh, years ago I did some years of classical piano so I was quite used to perform classical stuff so like recitals and things yep. yeah like wearing a suit you know, yep. when I was like 15 or 17 I, I used to spend hours practicing classical stuff and then performing it on stage and it felt felt right mm. but then I focused on film music and it's been like 10 years not practicing piano every day and not performing in life yeah just focus on, compo- on com- composing or writing music for films so now I'm starting to perform again after 10 years but I'm performing my own stuff now yeah so it feels amazing it feels weird yeah because I remember performing Beethoven or Mozart in front of the audience, feeling really well, but feeling really stressed about playing every note. Yeah, I suppose because when you're performing your own music, yeah. like it's it is a whole. Day. Everyone knows that piece. No, yeah. no, especially the big pieces. So if you make a mistake, whereas if you're yeah. doing your own thing, it's kind of like, well, that's my music. I can play it how I want or change yeah, things exactly. how you want. There's exactly. More so freedom to. It feels such a f- freedom, such yeah. a relief right now. Yeah. That it's it's incredible, yeah. and I I really I, I like to improvise, so most of the tracks that I'm performing right now on this tour that I'm starting, uh, some of them I did this course just as a guideline, but every time I play things differently, cool. I quite like to I really enjoy improvising, and that's something that I never I couldn't do when I was doing classical stuff. Yeah. I suppose because you are right for those parameters, you, yeah. you can't. But now, yeah, I feel so, so good being able to do whatever I feel at that, that point. And I'm, I feel very lucky because my the label or people behind the album, they, yeah, they're like, Nico, play whatever you want live. Awesome. That's what you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And um, what can people expect from your live shows? What um, obviously you're playing London Cell Room tomorrow um, at South Bank Centre. What kind of setup have you got? You said your brother's flying in tomorrow to join you yes. as well. Um, the original setup for live is piano, one cello, and synths. Yeah. This one guy, Pablo, a friend of mine, the guy who actually mixed the the album, Pablo. And he plays electric guitar at some point and all the synths and all the, the electronic yeah. part. But tomorrow at South Bank Center, because it's a pretty special night. Actually, my parents are flying to London as well. Amazing. And uh, my brother, Xavi, is an amazing saxophonist. An amazing. He's based now in Germany. He's been touring around the world with a sax uh, um, quartet. So I did a few special arrangements for a baritone saxophone tomorrow. And let's see how it goes. <laughs> because uh, we did a, an acoustic version of the album a few months ago in, in, a, in, in, an, in another festival without the synths. 
We yeah. did piano, one cello, and saxophone, and it went really well. Cool. It's a weird mix. It's, it's a weird setup, probably, but uh, I just want to give it a go tomorrow and see see how it, how it goes. Yeah, what? Um, can you tell us a bit more about that? Because I saw, obviously saw a picture of you in the hugest venue. Yes. Um, and you were opening the closing gala. Yep. Is it is the is a film festival in Spain in Malaga, in South, yeah. South Spain, uh, focused on on Spanish f- films? And because I've done a few soundtracks for Spanish films for the last years, they invited me to, but they. They were looking for performances for this like awards yeah. ceremony, and they offered me to yeah to open the ceremony, wow. playing piano, and then the presenter of the ceremony, which is a, she's a really good actress, uh, they offered us to sing a song together. Wow! So I she was singing, and I was playing. Yeah. So it was a bit of an adventure because you know she she's an actress, she's not a singer. They sent us the the song a few days before I was improvising as well so wow. the, the the opening act I improvised it just a little bit yeah. and then we did this song together it was a, it was a great experience I didn't know uh, uh, it was my first time in this festival so I didn't know what to expect yeah. and when I got there and I saw that massive theater yeah, say, a, massive, a massive stingway the piano was amazing and yeah it was it was great it was fun it was fun. Awesome. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it'd be great to ask about some of your film and soundtrack work. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's what you've been doing for quite a few years now. And um, I suppose one thing I'd love to ask about was is Stutterer, which obviously yeah. <laughs> won, won an Oscar for... Uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Was it the soundtrack or was it the film? Film. Film. Yeah. yeah the best um, fiction short film. Which is amazing. Yeah, um, like, how did that come about? And can you tell us a bit more about the soundtrack and the film? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, I. it happened without, you know, even feels quite surreal three years after that. The thing is, we, we started a short film with some friends in my, yeah, in East London, friends of a friend doing, Ben, doing his first short film. He was looking for music, and through a friend in common, uh, they were like, "Oh, Nick, yeah, Nico does music for short films." Like, yeah, sure. So we 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 did that short film for free for fun to learn. It was his first short film. It was the first short film of the D D O P. So he was literally learning how to use a camera. Yeah. So and we yeah we did it. I mean, it took us months, and but with no expectations and with no any kind of pressure from. A, 
producer or from just us. Yeah. Four or five friends. And I suppose there was a lot of freedom there. You weren't... Completely, yeah. Yeah. 100% freedom. So music, music-wise, was a, a very interesting process because the short film is about a guy with some kind of speech impediment. Yeah. So he does, obviously he doesn't speak that much during the, the, the short film. So the music had to try to express what he had in mind. Um, so when I, when, I, when I read the script, I fall in love completely. Like, yeah. oh my God, that's, that, that's going to be challenging, but that's amazing. That's, yeah. for, a, for a music composer, that's like, oh my God. It took us months and lots of tests just to get the right point of drama and a bit of comedy and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but I did, I did loads of short, short films like that with friends just to learn. But this one, for some reason, started to win in a local festival and then two festivals and then three and then ten. And we were like, oh, wow, what was what's going on? And then it won on a few like BAFTAs and Oscars qualified festivals. So suddenly we, I, I remember we, we were laughing like, huh, we just, <laughs> now we are Oscar qualified. Like, you know, completely, obviously thinking like nothing's going to happen. And then we got in the shortlist. So that was funny, like, oh, wow. So it's 50% chance that we, because if we were 10 of us and they were they would pick five yeah. as a, the last five. Yeah. So in a, in a month, we realized that, oh, shit, I mean, it's 50%. Yeah. And we got the nomination. So yeah, completely surreal. And we went there. Even we went there, the five of us, thinking, let's have fun. Let's enjoy. Of course. Of course. Let, let's enjoy this, the experience because it's not going to win. We didn't know anyone there. We didn't we didn't even have proper clothes to wear to these parties and you know the, the dress code. We were like yeah. So and it was a big big surprise when they said the name of, of, of the short film. A massive surprise. So yeah, it was a yeah, amazing experience. That's well, we start so cool. <laughs> Something that started with no expectations and ended up in all this red carpet thing and Dolby Theater and seeing uh, uh, Morricone just walking like one, one meter away. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, it was a great, great, great experience. And it, it helped me, after that, it helped me to start to get better jobs and better projects. Yeah, of course. you about your process of writing to picture do you um do you sit and improvise over the sort of picture when you're working is there a certain formula you have or i usually improvise yeah and then find something that suddenly it slowly sorts the yep. you think it gels with what you're watching and then it yeah sit and hone it basically and yeah 
she I, was a let down a bit. Yeah, I improvise watching the scene in, in loop. Do you, do you record as you're improvising? So everything. Some, yeah, I was going to say, so if everything. Yeah, you don't miss something and think, no, I can't no, no. remember what I've played. Everything. I could spend hours recording and then maybe I never listen to them again. But yeah. it's like this kind of thing, like just in case it is something that I like, Yeah, I don't want to forget that. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that that's the way I, I usually start improvising. And um, last question is, what's what's we you got in store for the rest of the year? Obviously, you're on tour at the moment. The album comes out. I guess uh, have you got any other film work on at all that you can talk about? Or I'm starting to work on a different project, a short film. I'm working. Oh yeah, I'm working on a VR project, doing music for a awesome. for a VR project, and I hope I can get new new film, new feature films this year. But right now I can't see further than you know the May. Yeah. Because I've got yeah I'm quite got intense quite a schedule ahead yeah. of you. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, obviously you know the album is gonna be released next week. No idea what's gonna happen no idea I'm performing I'm playing in my hometown in Galicia in north of Spain next week and then in Madrid and yeah I can't really think about the rest of the year cool. Just I just need to yeah to I just yeah I, I'm sure you know I'll try to go with the flow and see yeah see what what happened awesome well, good luck with it all, and thank have you. a great one tomorrow at South Thanks. Bank. And, thank um, you. Yeah, thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks, thanks, thank you, thank you very much.